Hit the record button. Here we are, man. LTBR daily on a Monday morning, fresh off of the East Division of King of the Dot Season One. I, you know, Dre Dennis was supposed to headline, I guess, uh, that 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 Sunday afternoon. Battle Math Hoffa battle got postponed. That was a big story on over the weekend. It was major, but I'm not going to start there. I want to start positive. I want to talk about Bill Collector's masterful performance. He scored 150 points in his performance. That means he had a perfect score. Salute to Bill Collector, man. Bill Collector and Matt Flex are the only ones with perfect scores so far in the season. And I got to be honest with you. Uh, Bill Collector was on one yesterday. He was absolutely on one. He was unconscious. He had the energy. He had the bars. Very little jokes. Very little jokes. Sometimes people forget how a bar-heavy Bill could be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, little rebuttals in there, too. Uh, it was a little bit of everything. You got a little bit of everything from a whole hundred, a whole buck fifty. A whole buck fifty like Giannis in game six. <laughs> like, that, that, that brother did something. That brother really did something. In fact, I, I got a quick clip, actually, of some of Bill Collector's performance here. Hopefully, if I get this up, if I could get it up here, because he's just so good. He did so good, man. Get blitzed when I rush on your team. Watch stacks get left like a trust fund, hunt one. Warm up drills, your team stretch. I'm hitting heads, shoulders, and knees, hammers, banging on contact. It's just a reflex. Thumbs down, nigga. Act cool. This is shit to make Keith sweat. Leg shot. He gonna be crimped out of nowhere like T-Rex. Shouts to Bill Collector, man. Leg shot. He gonna be crimped out of nowhere like T-Rex. Hilarious, bro. Hey, Bill, you got away with that um that shoot Stackhouse bar like like Iverson in '98. You got you, you that he left the team in '97, so. The bar hit. The room loved it. We all loved it. We all loved the bar. But the bar was not correct. So you got away with it, but you ain't get away with it. All right? I just wanted to make sure we get that clear. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but that's the, that, I guess that's the good thing about sport references sometimes in the moment. If you have that heated moment, if you got that momentum, you can get away with anything. You know what I'm saying? Murder Mook. When you said uh, Jordan dropped 36 and he only had 25 in that game against Iverson. When Rosenberg Raw had Trey Young's jersey number wrong. Like, you can get away with the sports things maybe for that moment, but it's going to live very bad forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, honestly, we need to talk about what Bill Clark did to Stack Almighty because he left that man in shambles, bro. In absolute shambles, all right? Like, this guy rage quit. This guy 2K rage quit. Call of Duty rage quit. Super Smash Brothers rage quit. Oh, what up, CJ? Uh, bro, it it was absolutely atrocious. Like, in fact, we got to be honest. This might be one of the most legendary post-game battle interviews we've I can remember. I've seen people upset. I've seen people salty. People blame the crowd. I've seen a little bit of all that, right? I've seen people delusionally, like, get dirty and walk away saying they won. I've never seen somebody telling everybody to SMD and you just straight up quit that way. This guy unplugged the controller, took off the console, said, I'm going home. Like, <laughs> uh, took out the HDMI cord off the TV and was and, and was ready to get up, get up going. Like, he said, tell the Twitch fans SMD. I'm not going to fully repeat his verbatim because obviously I got to be respectful for my airwave here. But he told... He said, end quote, tell the Twitch fans SMD 
and all the judges SMD and see me in person. Bruh, what was this about, bruh? You lost 95 to 5 and by the fan vote, which is the largest margin of victory thus far in the season. Salute to Bill Collector so far for having the largest margin of victory. But then he, he just got clear, a unanimous decision across the board. Like, maybe you were good. It just wasn't your night. It wasn't your night. And, you know, I, I'm not going to front. I have a little bit of empathy for Stack just because he didn't want the battle to be postponed. And he wanted the battle to happen in Detroit when it was supposed to originally happen. Now, I will say, in this season, when battle's being postponed, it feels like there's no penalty for it, right? Because if you postpone a battle, and now you have an extra two to three weeks to prepare, and you're super fired because those extra two, three weeks really helped you out, it's at a disadvantage for the person that's ready as opposed to the person that wasn't ready. Then it makes a big scheduling conflict because apparently everybody knows who they're going to be battling next, just not announced. So the person that got done with their battle and is just waiting for you to finish your battle has all this extra time to prepare for you. So there's definitely something that has to be addressed with this because I feel like um, it's going to create a lot of conflicts. Like this Math and Dre Dennis thing is going to be a perfect example. Like if Math is like good and beats Dre Dennis, like we're going to remember like, yo, you didn't allow Math to come to the day he wasn't prepared. Like you, you allowed him... You cannot allow him just because he's unprepared to not be there. And if, if you know, I'll get to math and drain in a second. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. But Stack, Stack Almighty, man, I got a clip of Stack Almighty because his his interview was legendary. Now, what we gonna see next? What what's going on next after this? You ain't gonna see nothing Greatness. next from me. Greatness. I'm done with the tournament. Greatness. Are you out? I'm out. Because I told him I did not want to come here because I have not broken in the East yet. That matters, bro. Look, I don't want to battle build on the East yet. I want it personally from a fan perspective. So y'all can say like this. Y'all can say what y'all say about me saying this. I'm done with the tournament. Y'all can get on here. Y'all can say what y'all say behind y'all keyboards, cause y'all talking to a motherfucker who would kill you in real life. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> bro, it's never that deep, bro. <laughs> What could you go with that verse, bro? It's never that deep, Stack. I promise you. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. You say what y'all say behind y'all keyboards, because y'all talking to a motherfucker who would kill you in real life. <laughs> That's a drop. That's a drop. That's it. You know what? You walked away with history, so I, it, ain't, it ain't all bad. It ain't all bad. Harry Truman says clown. <laughs> Peatlin says stack wasn't bad. Bill's on another level. I agree, Peatlin. I agree. I agree. But nobody ever wants to be across the across the side from a historic performance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, either that track could follow that. <laughs> you talking to a mother effer that'll kill you in real life, bruh. Bruh. Yo, uh, one James, nineteen eighty-seven. You, you have no clue, bro. That joint was so funny, bro. Oh my God! Salute to Bill Collective for making somebody quit out the tournament. Hey, listen, I just want to put this out there. Oh, salute Don Marino, salute Don Marino, and salute Tata Gangs in the building. I just want to put this out there. If Stack is really gone, which I don't know if he was just emotional at that moment, like heated from like the loss and felt like he had a good performance, felt like things was bad. Like, I don't know. He might have felt a culmination of emotions at that moment. But if he really is gone and there's an open roster slot, yo, red flag, CJ, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a couple of guys 
you can give somebody a phone call and I know they'll be there. They'll be ready. You know what I'm saying? The coin flip says, this gives me John John versus Jack Boy vibes. This is bad, bro. This is absolutely bad. When you have a meltdown post your battle, it's bad. It's very, very, very bad. But again, you know, um, to segue back into the scheduling conflicts, the, he he had a little bit of validity in his in in his rant, right? Because the battle being postponed three weeks and also being taking place in a different location, he feels like it had an effect on the outcome. Me personally, like I. I the content was going to be the content. Like, Bill Collector is Bill Collector everywhere. I know he said Bill Collector's had bad performances in Detroit, but that was Bill back then. This is Bill now. Let's keep it in mind that Bill in 2018, probably one of the most improved battle rappers, right, after having a couple of bad years. Uh, 2019, one of the best battles with Hitman Holla that year, made a top 20 list. 2020, number six battle rapper ranked on the top 20 list. Uh, had a couple rounds that were some of the best rounds that year against Mike P, against T-Top. And he's ranked number, uh, what, ranked number six in the app on votes, number 20 in reactions. Like, th this guy is statistically above waters. He's been performing at a high level for the last three and a half years. Like, Book Collector is one of the best battle rappers in the world. That, like, so don't don't be shocked that you lose to Bill Collector. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just, it is what it is. But the reschedulation of battles in this season needs to be reviewed somehow because what happened with Dre, Dennis, and Math, perfect example here. Dre, Dennis, and Math has been rescheduled. We got the we, we got some rumblings on Saturday that the battle wasn't going to happen, right? But nothing's confirmed. I don't like to jump out the window. Um, even if I get the word, I still kind of wait till it's time to make the reporting because you just never want to be that guy. At least I don't ever want to be that media guy. So, Sunday morning, once Dre finally put it out there, boom, reported it, you know. Battle's been postponed for August 28th, or August 29th, on a Sunday. And it's going to be in Detroit. And it, it, it has a lot of little layers to it, right? Because, one, um, I have a clip here of Math's interview when he's talking about joining season one. And in, in the moment when I heard this, I didn't think nothing of it. But now looking back, there's a lot to take away from this clip. Let's see if I can press play on this. It's going to be incredible. It's gonna so, be incredible. How 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 uh, far are you into this uh, this Dre Dennis material? Oh no 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 no, Bishop, you got to twist it. I'm writing for the tournament. Ah, okay, talk about it. The fact that he didn't give a straight answer there and says I'm writing for the tournament, I, I didn't realize it was a red flag at the moment. Now looking back, I'm like that was a major red flag because after that moment and on, he never even spoke about Dre Dennis. You know what I mean? Like, he completely, like, disregarded him in that interview. They didn't even really give him any attention or focus or, or Bishop didn't even, like, hone in on the fact that he's battling Dre. You know what I'm saying? And Math kind of went on a whole little rant, soliloquy, and, like, a little dance around between his preparation. And now looking back at it, he might have just not been ready. He might have just not been ready for the battle. And you, you can't allow that. You can't allow somebody to not be ready and not show up. Now, apparently... Math says something happened. He has a situation. And look, battle rappers, straight up. I have a couple battle rappers in the show that's here right now. You will attest to this. Like, this this culture is a bunch of savages, all right? Like, something could genuinely happen to you and you not be there for your battle. And ideally, we want to say, is this person okay? Why are they not battling? Like, are they okay? Logical people will think that. But a lot of fans are just going to be outraged. 
You know what I'm saying? A lot of fans are going to be outraged. A lot of people that try to make it to your battle are going to be upset. People that spent money are going to be upset. People that planned watch parties around your battle are going to be upset. So as a battle rapper, like, I feel like you kind of know within a 48-hour window if you're not going to battle. And you have the opportunity to get ahead of the narrative to let people know, I will not be battling this day because of such and such. You don't even got to give the reasons details. You can just let people know that you will not be battling uh, very vaguely what's the reason so that you don't get dragged on the internet for a whole day. <laughs> it's really not that hard. And I would think that everybody who's been battling for so many years that have had cancellations, rescheduling battles, pushback, postpones, no shows, like you would figure this out already. For God's sakes, Miss Hustle had a car accident and she let Coffee announce that everybody is saying the battle's not happening. And people were dragging Miss Hustle for hours. And she's like, I was in a car accident. It's like, well, you could have said it first. You could have literally told everybody this happened to you first and nobody would have dragged you. But you went hours, allowed it to happen, and then said it. You know what I mean? So, like, you kind of have to, like, beat. You kind of have to get ahead of the narrative with this one, really. Like, because if you don't and you leave it up for speculation, you're just going to have people just... Oh, he's ducking. He's not prepared. He no-showed. He canceled. He rescheduled. You leave it to the people. They're going to speculate. They're going to say all types of crazy stuff. And who knows what you could be going through. So if Math is going through something, I, I hope things are, are well for him. But again, he hasn't said anything. So for all we know, this is like, you just weren't ready? And Dre Dennis, he, let me tell you, boy, this guy, this guy wasted no time. This guy put the pressure on Math. We got quotes. You know we got quotes. Alright, let's uh let's pull this up. Let's read this. And verbatim. Dre Dennis says, Let's be real. He's not prepared, and no one wants to lose to Dre Dennis. The fact that he gets a whole month to prepare is not cool. I have the most battles in history, and I have never backed out or no showed. So when it happens to me, I don't have empathy. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Dre, you do be recycling, but I'm going to let that rock. I'm going to let that rock. At least you show up and you don't cancel, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, Dre Dennis is not lying, you know what I'm saying? 160-plus battles in, super professional. He eats, sleeps, lives battle rap, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this is definitely somebody that if you tell him you're not showing up to a battle, he probably really doesn't want to hear it because he showed up to all his battles. <laughs> What up, Low? Low says he battles a hundred times a year. He's allowed to recycle. Hey, hey, man! Look, all I'm saying is he does it, but I, I'm less mad at that than somebody not showing up, for sure. Um, Don Marino says he has Danny Myers August 14th for three rounds. That uh, that and you also be battling New Jersey Twerk on that same card, Don Marino. I'll definitely be in the building. That card is stacked. You got Tay Rock, you got Don Marino, you got Twerk, you got Dre Dennis, you got Danny Myers. 40 bars on that card. That card is fucking stacked. I think Lady Cautious on that card. I will 100% be in the building for that shit. It's in New York, too. That card is crazy. That card is crazy. Uh, I think it's in Staten. So that's not... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that little loophole. Oh, it was in New York. Yeah, motherfucker, Staten Island, bro. I don't care if, it's, if it is New York. That's not New York. Staten Island. It's a whole separate entity. <laughs> like I don't, I don't count. I don't count it. I don't count it. It's not New York to me. It's not New York. It is New York, but it's not New York. Um, 
Math and Dre Dennis being rescheduled for Detroit August 28th. An interesting parallel that <laughs> Dre Dennis pointed out was that he, when he went to Detroit to battle X-Factor, and X-Factor no-showed him, Math was in the building hosting that battle. I think like two months later now, Math no-shows no Dre Dennis, and he has to battle him in Detroit. Look how it come around, though. You know what I'm saying? Look how it all come around, though. It's, 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 it's real interesting. But... You know, salute to Dre Dennis. I'm really looking forward to it. Whenever he gets a chance to battle math, because, look, I know he battles maybe 20 times a year, but so sometimes when you battle so frequently, you water yourself down, you may be oversaturated, you don't have anticipation, people probably sleep on some of the things that you do. Please watch some of Dre Dennis's battles over the last six months. This man is absolutely in a different bag. He has been performing at a very good level. His material has been crazy. Like, I, I really think he might be a top. He might end up being the top 20 battle rapper this year, genuinely. Like, he's really been that good this year. So, I, I just want to let that be known. But salute to those guys, man. Salute to those guys. I want to talk about some more stuff that came out over the weekend. Shout-outs to Mr. ARP and RBE. ARP dropped the blog. And, you know, ARP gets in his blog bag. You know, you got to listen to every little thing because there'd be some hints in there. And he's always kind of like testing the water. But he says in his blog, is it finally time for Hitman Holla versus Ill Will? James says the metal pickup QB like alphabet soup. That ball was crazy, James. That ball was so crazy. Um... Bar says, yep. Ozzy says, it's been time. Savage says, Will with 30 hit, man. I don't think 30, man. I don't know. M says, 100,000 percent. That's more than 100,000. That's like it's like a trillion percent right there. Flip the coin, says Taryn. The Michigan bias is real. CC would be torn. She's like, CC wouldn't know what to do with herself, right? She just, <laughs> uh, Hitman might need another battle first. This is Hitman Holla, Tata. Hitman doesn't need nobody first. In fact, Hitman Holla is the guy that's going to sign off on this. Hitman, it, it's, it's it's on Hitman. It's not on Will. This is Hitman. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hitman better spar with John. I don't know what that's going to do for him. You see what John, you see what happened to John when he battled Will? God damn. We'll put a 40, 20, and 10 on John. It was the real king of the Midwest. Hitman 2 won. Murder Mitt in the building, says CC. Hitman is my favorite battle ever. Respectfully, I need him to stay away. Oof, 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 oof. Interesting stuff, man. I, I always get a little skeptical when nobody gives somebody a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like when we had Hollow and Nitty and everybody thought Hollow was going to die. And I and I, I personally thought Hollow won around in that battle. Some people even have Hollow win in the battle. I'm not so sold to zag on Hitman while all you guys are zigging. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think he's just going to just flat out lose. And if you thought he's lost his last two battles, like statistically there's going to be a bounce back somewhere, right? And if, and if Will's been so elite his last two battles, statistically he has a high bar to reach. So, you know, there's always, there's always a middle ground there. I don't see a 30 on either side, period. You know what I'm saying? This would be a very big battle for Ill Will. And I'm ready for Ill Will to get these big name battles already. You know what I'm saying? The Hollows, the Hitmans, the Surfs. Uh, I really wish him and K-Shine never battled uh, back in the day because that would be a crazy battle now. Uh, I wish him and Geechee wasn't rushed because that would be a crazy battle now. So there's a lot of big battles left for for, uh, for Ill Will. Um, Hitman Holla, 
doesn't normally battle more than three times a year. So he's kind of reaching his quota. The last time he's battled three times in one calendar year is 2017. So put that into context. Like, if he does do this third battle, then, like, he'll take a nice little break. Because Hitman is big on preserving himself. Uh, he's one of the few guys that averages a million views for his entire career. So those guys, they don't spread themselves thin. They're, they're very calculated and very picky with coming back into the ring because they will always have that demand. You know what I mean? Oh, what up, Lizzie? What up, Lizzie, man? I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing the broadcast. Uh, appreciate that, Fob Deep. Uh, Hitman Holler versus It Will Top of 2022. Um, I would like it to top of 2022. Um, I'm not mad at uh, us getting that battle September, November, December. You know, I, I'm still here for it this year. If it, if, it, if it has to wait a little bit, it has to wait. That's cool, too. You know what I'm saying? But it's definitely a battle I need and I need and like in my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I you I kind of wonder sometimes like where would Hitman be right now, had he picked Ill Will first? You know what I'm saying? Because Ill Will was offered a Hitman during the Cassidy, like you know time period of like oh who do you want to battle Cassidy? Do you want to battle Will? Do you want to battle this person? Like what if he battled Ill Will first? You know what I'm saying? Like a, a lot could change. That's a, that's a very big sliding door moment there. So. I don't know if Will is a smart battle for Holla. Would've got his dumb ass smoked, says CC. It sounds like this might be the next max out. Then the next max out might be in September for what I'm I'm aware of. See, I don't I don't know about him. I don't know about Hitman getting smoked because even if you have him losing the Cassidy, have him losing the Calico, like he didn't get smoked in any of those two battles. You know what I'm saying? So like I can't I can't I can't co-sign to him getting smoked or him dying. I could co-sign you saying him losing. I could co-sign you saying Will has been better than him both times they've shared the stage. Like he, Will was better than Hitman Max Out One, and Will was probably better than him in Max Out Two, but not by that large of a margin, though. You know what I'm saying? So, Cece said, "I said what I said." You know, well, you know what state she lives in. You know what state she lives in. Will was better than Cass and Cal. Will is too. Will is two on what a bad money says. Will is two on fire, an extremely dangerous opponent for Hitman Holla. Very, very, very dangerous opponent. Um, very, very, very dangerous opponent. One thing about dangerous opponents, they kind of force battle rappers to get backed into a corner, and you never know how strong you are till you have no choice but to be strong. So you could get a really, really, really good Hitman. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't feel like Calico would back Hitman Holla in the, in the corner the same way Ill Will would. You know what I'm saying? Definitely not Cassidy, because for God's sakes, he was a 90% favorite going into the battle. There's, I, I, he, the most pressure he had was to try to beat Cassidy clearly. <laughs> um, Slim says, just seems repetitive business-wise. I didn't. I missed. I might have missed your message earlier. I would love for you to say it back. Nah, Cal back Hitman into a corner like an MF. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't feel that way. I didn't feel... I didn't feel the I didn't feel that pressure there from from Calico and Hitman's like face off exchange like I didn't feel like him like Hitman wasn't there looking crazy like he did with Cassidy um, and Hitman had a really good performance against Calico like it's debatable uh, if you have Calico winning I'm definitely not gonna argue with you if you have Hitman winning I can definitely see you have a Hitman winning like it was a good battle you know what I'm saying Cal was a career battle. Mm. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with it, bro. I don't know if I agree with it. I don't know if I agree with it, respectfully. I don't know if I agree with it. It was definitely a good battle. Definitely live up to the hype. Definitely live up to the hype. Um, I thought it was a good battle for sure. Like, it definitely dis- didn't It didn't disappoint for it being the headline battle. M4 says, Cal, Cal vs. Will was a certified classic. Oh, Cal vs. Will, that was, that was our battle of the year, 2018, for me, for me personally. I love that battle. I absolutely love that battle. Mm. Like the thing about Calico and Hitman, like I don't feel like nobody walked away with a clear win, and I don't feel like nobody walked away with like a damage to their to their image. Like nothing shifted, nothing ultimately shifted after that battle for me. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just a good battle, a little to the hype. Um, I'm glad to see Calico have a good big stage performance. I was glad to see Hitman bounce back from the Cassidy battle. But ultimately, like, like if Hitman will headline the next card, nothing changes. Calico, if he comes back, he'll headline the next card, nothing changes. Like, nothing, like, altered from that battle, you know what I'm saying? It's been three years. Geez, time's moving fast. It has been three years. True, but a bad performance or a body would have been detrimental. Definitely, definitely. If, if Hitman would have looked like how he did against Cassidy, against Calico... It definitely would have took a really big hit to his brand. Or even vice versa. If Calico looked the way he looked against Torque, against Hitman, you know what I'm saying? It would have took a big hit to his brand, too. Like, they both have had uh, below standard stage performances to their brands. So, like, if they had come any less than what they did that night, like, somebody would have got their dumbass killed. But they both were at a high level. Like, that's the thing. These guys are elite. Like, sometimes you got to remember, these are the elite names of the culture. So, like, they're not going to show up and be super lackluster, at least not with each other. Like, Hitman and Calico could have played all they wanted for the face-off or social media, talking shit to each other, but they both knew with the back of their heads, like, yo, I'm battling Hitman. I'm battling Calico. And that's why the battle came out as good as it did. You know what I mean? Because I really feel like they had that respect for each other as competitors. And at the end of the battle, it was, it was all love. It was all love. I'm not, and, I, and that's my favorite part, too. Like... The battle could be really heated going into it. It can feel like a grudge. We, we get sold on the entertainment. We see the back and forths. We feel like they don't like each other. But after those six rounds is over and that, that hug is given, both entourages are respecting each other, dapping each other up, and they don't even know each other. Like That sign of like respecting your competitor is really one of my favorite signs or like favorite sights of, of a battle when it's all said and done. I really enjoy it. Hippie Dip says, Someone said we learned Cal sucked on the floor. Hilarious. James says Hitman's not the same, but got a few moments versus Cal. You know, was you know, it's interesting. I felt like prior to the Cassidy battle, we could have argued Hitman was getting better. Like Hitman and Bill was one of the best battles that year, and Hitman beat Shine. Like the way he beat Shine in Summer Madness, like that. That was an incredible Hitman. That's one of the top fifteen highest view battles on URL. Like, like he was good. He was good, man. He was good. Update guy in the building. Salute, salute. Jay Mo says, I don't know. The entourages were kind of fine after the battle. Not with each other. Not with each other. Uh, they, they they went to that gas station and they got busy over there. You know what I'm saying? But we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. Uh, bring Hitman a stage with 2,000 people. Yeah, we'll be quiet about that. Hitman 30, Shine and Rock. Yeah, CP. It's like, it's like people forgot. It's like people forgot that happened. <laughs> I hope Hitman versus Will is not another replacement battle for Hitman. I just I think the timing has to be right for it, you know what I'm saying? I think the timing just has to be right for it. Because one thing about the Will battle with Jack that I think as a whole just felt so good, I was talking about this yesterday. 
it's the I love how Jag tried to like extend the goalpost. Oh, if he doesn't thirty me, he, he doesn't he doesn't win the battle. And it's like, oh great. So now you're you're already like lowering the standard for yourself that if you win a round, you're good, right? Cool. And then, you know, Jag's promo game is is relentless. Like Jag's promo game is A1. And he made Will promo. And Will's promo and impersonations of Jag was great. Like, so we got a chance to get a really funny like Will. Uh, you know, we got a chance to get Will promoting. And we got to see an elite high-level Will where he bodied you. So you tried to move the goalposts and still lost. <laughs> so, like, everything about it was great. And I feel like because you got that kind of Will, you can get that again. Like, you can get him to promo again. You can get him to, like, get you excited for the battle. You can get him to have a really high-level performance. You know what I'm saying? Will destroyed Jack's uh, blood persona to the point he couldn't use it for promo anymore. Facts. Big Facts, man. Big facts. Big facts. Apparently, Hitman don't have a chance. Nah, man. I don't agree with that, low. You know, anybody say Hitman don't got a chance. Hitman always has a chance. It's fucking Hitman Holla, bro. It's Hitman Holla. I, I, like, he always will have a chance. Uh, James says, CP803, we all got 30 with The Rock. And Shine Battle, neither side had a crazy round. Huh? What you talking about? Hitman versus Shine? That Hitman was great. Hitman was great versus Shine. What are we talking about here? What is happening? <laughs> what? Oh my God! I'm gonna leave it alone, man. I'm gonna leave it alone. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave it alone. We're gonna leave. We're gonna let James have his opinion, man. We're gonna let James have his opinion. Has he been great lately? I thought he was really good versus Calico. I thought. I thought he was really good versus Calico. J-Mo says, you will never know what it will get. 40 cow, Will, Chubby Jag. Yahala stands love living in the past. No disrespect. Oh, my God. Yeah, Hitman Holla gets to... This is, this, is, this is why Hitman feels the way he feels. Because of shit like this. Because of stuff like this. This is terrible. This is all bad. His battles don't age well. His battles don't age well. He has some of the greatest battles of all time, bro. What is, what is happening? What is happening? What, what in the world is going on? <laughs> I can't believe this. This is crazy. Oh, my God. Now, I don't think Rock and Hitman was a good, that good of a battle. It was a bit lackluster. But everything that night was lackluster. Summer Madness 7 was a bad event as a whole. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? It is what it is. It is what it is. One thing I want to always remind people, when you put that extra pressure sometimes, when you think somebody's going to kill somebody, you always do that little that little landscape shift of lowering and raising expectations to both parties. And when that happens, everything becomes fair game, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can never overreact to one performance, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? You can never be too low on the lows or too highs on the highs because that's it. That last performance was in the past. Every, if you see somebody's great performance, somebody's bad performance, then they're going to kill each other. Like, it, it always kind of flips. Don't be surprised if this weekend, like, MVP and Kid Slay for a good example. We'll talk about some UN4 right now. MVP was terrible, respectfully. He was terrible. And Kid Slay was really good. So we probably all think Kid Slay is going to beat MVP. But then if MVP beats Kid Slay because he has such a low expectations, vice versa, like, then we would have been... We see this lesson all the time. Like, I never understand this. Like, we see these things happen repeatedly every single month. 
and we keep falling for it. Why? <laughs> I don't I don't know why, honestly. I really I can't explain it. But um so a little bit about some Ultimate Madness 4. The quarterfinals is this Saturday. I'm really excited with some of these quarterfinal battles. Oh, let's ex let's extend this here. All right, all right, all right. We got Next versus Bose the Bambino. Real name Brandon versus Piranha. MVP versus Kid Slade. And Truefoe versus Sheed happens, man. Uh, which battle are you guys most excited for out of those four? And then we'll, we'll chop it up one by one. B-more says Piranha and Kid Slade. Slade in the finals. Book it. Hardcore Flavor says Bo, Sheed, Kid all winning. Klaus says Sheed and True. That's my... Yeah, that's, that's, I like that battle a lot. Next is the greatest in the world. <laughs> you don't say that too loud, man. Musa uh, says Sheed versus True. Free Child says True versus Sheed. Yeah, bro. Little Reggie says Thumbs down. Piranha versus Brandon says four time. DMV says bars. Thank you for sharing the broadcast. Whoever is whoever wins between true or sheet is taking it all. I'm not mad at that take, James. I'm not mad at that. It's a good take. URL West is washed. URL is, URL is West washed, says the update guy. Four time says talk. I got Piranha. Ty says next in bowls. Oof, next in bowls. Oof, that's a banger. Cannot wait for that. Hate, I got to pick between True and She. Those my guys. I, I, I feel that bad. I feel that one. I really, really do. Um, I think Bose is my dark horse to win it all. Can we even call him a dark horse anymore? He might be the he might be the favorite going into this battle. Can we call him a dark horse? I don't think we can call him a dark horse. But I feel you, though. I feel you. Um, Hip says, people hating next because he's ginger and gingers ain't got no souls. What, bro? <laughs> Alright, man. Alright, man. You see, Yo, Lizzie, you see this shit, Lizzie? What am I supposed to do with this, bro? What am I supposed to do with this community? I can't do anything. Just let these people feel how they feel. Say what they gotta say. Hilarious, bro. Hilarious. It's a great episode. Facts. All right, let's talk some Truefoe and Sheed, man. That battle has been kind of heating up. Truefoe stood some time out in L.A., did a whole bunch of interviews, went on No Studio and Podcast, and took some shots at Sheed and Cuban, saying, oh, I'm battling Sheed for a second time because Cuban used Sheed's material. Very, very spicy words, and Cuban did not like it. You know what I'm saying? Cuban went and tweeted him, called him the F-word, N-word. It was a, such a weird tweet by Cuban because he spelled out the F-word completely. And then censored the N-word, like, put, like, little, like, asterisks in between the I-G-G. -G. It's like, wait, hold on. Why would you cover the N-word but not the F-word? Like, you can still get flagged for this tweet. Like, what's wrong with you? This is this looks crazy. Delete this, please. <laughs> you look crazy right now. And then, you know, uh, she went on champion the very next day. Bombed right back on him. Called him a subpar puncher. Called him stumble prone. Says he is going home. I like this quote from Sheed here. She says, end quote. I'm going for the 30 and all five judges. I want to win with the highest accomplishment possible. Whew. Some heavy talking right there. Some heavy, heavy talking right there. Foe might hit champion this week. Yeah, I heard I heard about that bad. I heard he might be trying to pull up Tuesday or Wednesday. 
Um, I'm not going to front, though. I'm a little nervous because I already know he is stumble-prone, and he's done a lot of interviews. I would really like for him to just lock himself in the chamber and just go to work. Um, but I'm going to trust his motivation at this moment that he is ready. You know what I'm saying? Um, he, he definitely beats himself more than a lot of people beat him because of his history with stumbling. But I know right now she just like locked locked in the basement. Like that's it. She just all the way focused. And I'm gonna need Truefo to do the exact same. I love the promotion, but between that two week window, uh traveling and going, that fourteen days becomes twelve days. And if you're doing a bunch of interviews, those twelve days become maybe like nine days. <laughs> and then that's nine days to write and memorize. Uh I don't know. I don't know. It makes me just a little concerned just because you have a stumble prone history. If you weren't stumble prone, I wouldn't feel any kind of way, but because you're stumble prone, I, I have to pay attention to these couple of things. I'm not going to lie to you. When Sheed and Trufo first happened, like after the first round, I'm like, oh, she's going to beat Trufo clearly. I don't know now. Like, I still think she will win, but I I really feel like Trufo is like awakening this beast inside of him. Um, one of his little mans passed away right before the first round of the tournament. And I feel like this is motivation and pain that artists go through when they lose somebody, especially when they have to, like, perform. They just bring up this whole different level of hunger. You can point to, like, Bill Collector when uh, he lost LB. Rest in peace, LB. Uh, Holmesy had somebody pass away. And when he was in this Ultimate Madness 2 run, like, it's something about people lo losing somebody really close and dear to you that kind of, like, brings out this pain that really translates into your artistry. Um, so I'm really interested to see what Truefo does with the next round but she is a big breath of fresh air he's somebody that just you don't even know what the fuck to do we don't even know how to really listen to him yet you know what i'm saying so i could be a little concerned if he dials it up too much that maybe the, like there'll be a round that might be cringe it could be possible you know what i'm saying we don't know um i'm i'm extremely intrigued and i agree with uh, i think james who said it earlier that whoever wins between true foe and she could advance Let's talk some Kid Slade and MVP. I'm, I'm a little concerned with Kid Slade, man. I'm not going to front. Kid Slade was on my dumb advice. Shout out to Lizzie. Uh, he was on my dumb advice and had a had a quote that had me a little concerned when he talked to Fit. He said that he's not used to this quick writing-ish. He doesn't even like battling two times a month, so his next opponent will be his hardest opponent. You know what I'm saying? And... That made me a little concerned because I, I, I see the cloth that he's cut from. He's cut from the head ice and goods cloth, a uh, little bit of the easy cloth. Those aren't guys that battle at high volume frequencies, you know what I'm saying? Easy did really good in his second round against Fonz. Arguably, arguably could have advanced or should have advanced, but I'm sure Easy would have worn down over time. Kitslay might still have a really good uh, performance. We don't know where what kind of level of content MVP is going to bring, but... You know, now I'm just a little bit concerned. Or, or if he was smart, I don't know if this, if he's doing this. I don't know if he was smart. Maybe he's just saying that to get people like, oh, oh, oh. and to alleviate the pressure of people think he's gonna just clearly be MVP. I don't know if he's that smart to have done that, but if that's the case, that's definitely smart. Because going into this battle, uh, best believe, I don't think a lot of people have MVP winning. Does anybody in this chat have MVP winning? I would love to know. MVP is going to be very direct. Kid Slade's never really attacks his opponents. Klaus says, I do. Okay, okay. It's going to be a fight for sure, says Slim Ronald. CJ says, Slade has to just say plug talk. <laughs> the judges will give him a win. Yo, CJ, take it easy, bro. 
Hilarious, bro. LTBR update guys says, I have whoever next decides. That's hilarious, bro. Love says the aura. Marquis says, I got Sheed winning the whole thing. Um, Slay is going to win off aura alone. Oh, my God. Ever since they said aura instead of presence, it, 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 it's out of control. Kid Slade is demolishing MVP. It's not even going to be close. Yo, B-more, I don't know, man. Paul George is your favorite player. So whenever you say something like that, it makes me very skeptical. Makes me very, very skeptical. Like, I try to always, like, whatever you do, I just try to go the opposite way. And it's worked for, it's worked for a lot of things. So, like, you saying that makes me feel like MVP could win. <laughs> yeah, Paul George. That's the Paul George burner account. <laughs> MVP is God Bodge, says be more. Damn. Four times says, why I'm calling out folks like that. Yo, I just, I'm, I keep the receipts. I keep the receipts. I be seeing what y'all be saying. And when that shit don't age well, I got to remind y'all, y'all shit ain't age well. You know what I'm saying? Put a little bit more thought into some of these things y'all type. Next run ends this weekend. Hardcore Flavor is another one that's, that's wrong very frequently. So, you whatever this guy picks, pick against him. But let's talk about Next and Bows. Let's talk about Next and Bows. Um... I know Tata said that's the match she's looking most forward to the most. Um, I gotta be honest, man. I had to talk with I gotta talk with the update guy, aka the other guy, aka Mr. Titus. And um, I told Titus, yo, I don't know if there's a road for next to beat Bose. You know what I'm saying? I really don't know if there's a road for him to beat him because Bose is so direct. Bose can rebuttal. Bose has like jumped on the narrative that everybody like is like on right now. So he's kind of like going into there with this momentum and all of next opponents prior to Bose have never tried to angle him. They just try to punch with him and next isn't a good angler. You know what I'm saying? So being really direct in these tournaments goes a long way. This kind of reminds me a little bit of Mike P when he beat Ryder, not as dramatic, not the same controversy, but like Mike P was a favorite going into the battle, got a controversial decision, and then was just hated by the fans and all the pressure like kind of got to him. Now, I don't know if that's the same for next. I don't know if the pressure is going to get to him. Like I feel like he kind of could alleviate from it. Like he could he stays afloat from all of the stuff he sees online. But Bose, man, Bose is just so direct. I don't really feel like Bose has better content than next. He knows how to package it better. If that makes sense. Marquis says, next, being being so much like Nitty is annoying. B-more says, I got next beating Bose and facing Piranha in the semis. Okay, 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 okay. Next and Bose predictions. What do you guys have for this battle? Let's talk about it. Koi Flip says, Bose might low-key smoke Sharon. This is terrible. CJ says Bose two one. Hardcore says Bose dirty thirty. All right, now next might have next's chances are increasing because of what Hardcore Flavor saying. Just want to put that out there. I'm calling next and getting them on the show. Yo, leave next. Let, leave these guys alone. I don't want to interview none of these guys till after the tournament. Leave these guys alone, bro. Let these guys get ready. Cause if any of these guys choke on Saturday, I'm gonna be like, y'all did a thousand interviews. <laughs> Um, Bose two one clear. Hold down the water, Reggie. Of course, Reggie says Bose two one clear. But I'm appreciative that Reggie gave next around. That's growth. That's maturity. My man Reggie didn't even give him the thirty. I'm I'm actually blown away. I'm impressed. 
I'm very impressed by that. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's growth. When your friends have matured like that, you gotta you gotta acknowledge it. Next to one says low. Next is the DMV hater. Um, CC's clapping for Lil Reggie. That's that's growth, man. That's maturity. All y'all picking Bose. I get y'all. I get y'all would have had Elijah Straight beating Bose. Next, not even supposed to be here right now. I got next to an edge, says Tata. Mmm. Okay, Tata. Okay, okay. I like that. Reggie and Flavor are green, so they about to be dead wrong, says the update guy. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Hilarious, man. Y'all guys are funny, man. Y'all guys are real funny. Let's uh let's talk about the last battle in the semifinals. Oh, the quarterfinals, I should say. Real name Brandon versus Piranha. Show it to the people. B more says Piranha's winning and book it. It's a zoo out here. That slogan is catching fire. I'm not gonna front. If Piranha was smart, I'm just throw this out there. If Piranha was smart. He would use the slogan before he does. Like, he, he beats him to it because Piranha is explosive. So, like, if Piranha uses it better than he does, he might get away with it. Piranha Dirty 30. You know I got Piranha going to the finals. A lot of street talk says four times. Spicy Battle says M4. Tata -ta says Piranha. Piranha 2-1. Clear says Lil Reggie. I don't want to pick says Lil. Yeah, where's CC at, man? Does CC leave, man? Because when CC and RX does her show on Saturday, I'm just gonna sit back and wait to see what happens between the two of them. You got Detroit versus Cali on that one. You already know my pick. <laughs> I seen some piranhas at the Georgia Aquarium. The Georgia Aquarium was mad fun. I've definitely been there a few times. Bar says real name Brandon two one M four says two one either way. Hardcore Flavor says R&B to one. Me and T-Rex got a battle on this one. Okay, okay. I'm kind of surprised you picked real name Brandon over Piranha. I'm not going to front. I thought Piranha's more of your style of rapper, Hardcore Flavor. Uh, real name Brandon to one says Big Blake. B-More says CC got real name. B-More, do you not know where CC's from? She's from Detroit. She would never pick against Detroit. What is what's wrong with you? This is Detroit over... Is, what is it? Detroit versus everybody? That's the slogan? Detroit versus everybody. There you go. All right. Real name Brandon. I'm going to be honest, man. We got to be honest with ourselves. That guy squeaked out a win. And I don't feel like I don't feel like nobody's saying this because the second round was so good. But, like, his first round was very beatable. And Swervo made the rookie mistake of going under two minutes in his first round and his second round. If, if Swervo wraps to the time limit in his first round, like, he might have won that first round. And Swervo definitely won the third. So, like, Ronan Brandon really squeaked out a win. Like, like it, it doesn't feel that way because his second round was so good with all the clothing schemes, the, the diesel, the polo, da, 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 the fashion over. Like, that shit was fire. But Swervo really could have won that battle easily, too. Like, truthfully, truth be speaking, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Brandon hit a higher high than Piranha in his performance, but definitely hit a lower low. And Piranha was just, like, consistently in the middle all three rounds so like every round you have to kind of snatch it back from him can real name brandon snatch every round back away from somebody i don't think so because the reality is he only snatched one round away from swervo 
The other one, he got lucky. The square vote ended short, and then he lost the third round clearly. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm definitely picking Piranha. I'm much more of a Piranha fan anyway, too. Like, that's a big disclaimer. But that 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 zoo thing that, that Brandon has, that, that zoo thing could get you around. That little slogan, man, that shit, that shit's good, man. That shit's good. That slogan's really good. Let's read some of these messages. Geechee told R&B, F that clock. He went overtime for two of his rounds, so expect him to not go over this time. R&B is the home team favorite. Yeah, R&B um, was, was kind of addressing the crowd. He said that the people in that room are not from California. Like, the, the majority of the room is not from the West. I don't know how true that is, but it's just something you just, you just I don't know. Like, if you go to Bad Rap events, you know most times and others, like, in in that room, you might get a variety of people, like, from all over. So that, that room is never per, always dominant to the city that it's in. But the, the West has just built that stigma that, like, I'm not saying that it is biased, but they won't be able to shake it off because people just want to believe that it is, so. Lowe says there's no bias in that room. And I believe Lowe. I believe there's no bias in the room, but that's it. People people won't, that's it. People are engraved into something. Once they believe something, it's over. Coinflip says, I think R&B realized he needs to step up. We could see greatness. Um, Swervo was too slow to punch, says bars. It's fake news, hardcore flavor. The West Coast guy saying there's no bias in the West. Shocking. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Take it easy. Take it easy. You guys, do this in the group chat. Like, can y'all go back and forth in the group chat? Like, I, I need that content. <laughs> Savage is laughing. Savage says LMAFAO. You know what I'm saying? Let's cut to the chase. Kid Slade and Piranha in the finals. Yeah, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> One thing about these finals real quick. Um, I have a quick question. I'm going to put a survey out about this because I really want to get some data on this. Keep in mind, this finals is not going to be like any of the other Ultimate Madness finals. Because some uh, Ultimate Madness 1, 2, and 3 were all in small rooms. Ultimate Madness 4's finals is going to be on Summer Madness in front of thousands of people. I'm happy that these guys actually have uh, three weeks, three or four weeks in between the um, the final four to Summer Madness, so that's perfect for them to like get ready for that big room. But you got to keep in mind, like two out of these eight names are going to make it to a thousand plus room. Can they shake that room? So before you say this person's going to the finals, you got to ask yourself, can I see this person rocking a a two thousand plus arena? You know what I'm saying? And when you say that, I don't know if you agree with all those names making it that far. You know what I'm saying? Savage says, I'll be at Summer Madness 11. We'll definitely be in the building. CC says, they better or they getting booed. Kid Slade can't rock a room to me. I actually agree with Hardcore Flavor. I don't know if he's ready yet for all that. I don't know if he's ready yet for all that. Um, I can see Foe kind of rocking a room for a little bit, but definitely losing him. Um, I'm not sure if Sheed could, but I feel like they'll be patient with him. Uh, Bose has the ability. I think Bose is probably the one you can point to the most. Like, he could rock a room. Piranha could probably rock a room, too. You know, this is definitely something we're going to revisit later on this week. Um, and I always say Bose update, guys, because he's really, really, like, he makes his content digestible. You know what I'm saying? Like, he makes it so it's like, boom, you can catch what's going on. He can rebuttal. So, like, those little attributes right there kind of help you when the crowd just needs some simplicity 
just to keep following you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I only got three minutes left, but I want to get this out as quick as possible and let you guys deal with it and, and, and go crazy over it. Your man Reed Dallas was on Angry Fans uh, show recently and obviously talking about the murder mook battle. And he talked about Geechee Gotti. And he says, I fucks with Geechee Gotti, but I would dog walk him. Now they got three minutes left, so I'm going to just read the chat. I'm going to just let you guys give your opinion on this quote. Harry Truman says, Reed's talking spicy. Weed dollars is high. Weed dollars. Stay off the weed. Lizzie, yeah, he said it, Lizzie. He said it. Lizzie shocked. Reed is bugging. Reed 2-1. Geechee 3-0. End the show, says CC. <laughs> Reed been on that PCP. Stay off the weed. Delusional. Reed is drunk. Gotti ain't nitty. Weed dollars. <laughs> nah, Geechee's the cheat code, says Lizzie. Facts. All Geechee's battles sound alike, says Free Child. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Some some Reed support here. I like this. They thought Nitty would beat Reed too, says the update guy. <clears throat> Tata says he beat Nitty, so Geechee's the GOAT. Shout out to whoever said that. That's hilarious. He kind of beat Surf and Nitty. Oh, I like I like the few people that are kind of agreeing with this silently. I like this. I like this. Like, they're not all the way agreeing, but y'all making points. I like this. Bossman says, not even Dree's headband could save this. Oh, my God. Don't rock the boat, weed dollars. Yo, if y'all start calling Reed Dollars Weed Dollars for the rest of his career, like, I'm just going to remember this moment forever, and I'm going to take credit for it. Like, this moment is what sparked it. Nitty beat Reed 2-1. Y'all forever bugging. Reggie, man, I'm sorry, man. Rum Nitty is 22-2 and two on the app. You have to take some of the L's. And Reed Dollars is one of the L's. I'm sorry. When the app gang says Nitty lost the battle, he lost the battle. That's, that's where I'm at with it. Geechee might send Reed to the moon. Reed lost to Rex. The Rex that was like mumbling, the Rex that was like, blah 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 blah. That Rex, the Rex that didn't even like like was it wasn't even rhyming. You see, this is the guy that's making all the picks. Pay attention, pay attention to things that people say. Y'all saying at votes don't matter for, you saying at votes don't matter for next, but it do for Nitty. They do for next. What are you talking about? Elijah thirty next, right? Elijah, Elijah just thirty next on the app. Don't, don't you agree with that? You guys will agree with the app way more than you disagree with it. I promise you. Let's keep reading here. Um, France, you had Reed beating Rex? Absolutely. Who the hell has Rex beating Reed? I don't even think Mook has Rex beating Reed. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's 1130. I got to go. I gotta go. This is unbelievable. My guy said Rex beat Reed. Bro, Rex was mumbling in the middle of that battle. I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. Like I will go get the clip for you later and post it. Like this guy was dead ass mumbling in the middle of that battle. Like he tried to rap his rhymes and he's just like the words weren't coming out and he was like blah 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 and I was like, huh? What did he just say? And Rex does that shit a lot, you know what I'm saying? Where he just, like, just starts mumbling some shit and it, 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 it like, kind of gets lost. 
we out of here though, man. We out of here. We are out of here. Ozzy said, Rex sat down, automatic L. That's it for today, man. That's it for today. So now y'all know, whenever B1 makes a pick, y'all go the exact opposite way always. Uh, LTBR daily, Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. The show will be uploaded on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. Be more, I appreciate you. James, I appreciate the props. Bars, I appreciate that. Everybody have a blessed, blessed day and all that. Peace out. And if Lizzie, you still here, I love you, Lizzie.